Welcome to this special episode of Memory and Top 40 Music, where you can relive your best memories through the greatest songs ever recorded. I'm Spoken Joe Williams. Thanks for joining me as we revisit the top of the pop charts through the eyes of history. Did you know Memory and Top 40 Music is now on Instagram? Please follow us there. We'd love to have you along. We're doing something a bit different this time, dedicating this special episode to the songs of the Olympics, which made the pop charts. The 2018 Winter Olympics get underway on February 7th in Pyeongchang, South Korea, with the opening ceremony on February 9th. Music has had an interesting association with the Olympic Games. I'd say there's little doubt that its popularity has been stoked by wall-to-wall TV coverage and the network's interest in jazzing up their telecasts. Makes perfect sense. But each Olympic Games also have their own official songs. Special songs are composed for the opening and closing ceremonies. Sponsors sometimes choose songs for their ads based on their inspirational qualities. And sometimes, songs become associated with individual athletes. Interestingly, not all that many Olympic songs have actually charted in the U.S., but those that did are the subject of this episode, so we, as usual, will rely on the Billboard charts to tell the stories of those songs. The staff at Memory and Top 40 Music has decided that we'll present and review those songs as if in a countdown, based on the song's peak chart position. There are nine Olympic songs to have hit the Billboard Hot 100. Six of those made the Top 40. So we'll start our countdown with a song from the 1984 Summer Games in Los Angeles. The song is Reach Out by Giorgio Moroder. Moroder is an Italian musician and producer. The record label he started, Oasis Records, became a subdivision of Casablanca Records, a very successful disco label in the 1970s. Moroder produced a string of hit songs for Donna Summer, including Bad Girls, Last Dance, Dim All the Lights, MacArthur Park, Hot Stuff, On the Radio, and No More Tears, Enough is Enough, her duet with Barbara Streisand. Moroder also founded the Musicland Studios in Munich, where Elton John, Queen, The Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin, among others, recorded. Moroder composed the soundtrack to the 1978 film Midnight Express, which won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. He also wrote the music for the song Take My Breath Away from the movie Top Gun, and for Flashdance, What a Feeling from the Flashdance film. Both of those songs won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. The song Reach Out included vocals by Paul Engeman. Engeman's vocals can also be heard on the theme song in the movie Scarface. He later was lead singer of the band Device, which had one top 40 hit, a song called Hanging on a Heart Attack, which reached number 35 in August 1986. Engeman's sister, Sean, by the way, is the eighth wife of TV and radio host Larry King. So how did Reach Out do on the charts? It was in the Hot 100 for four weeks, getting up to number 81 in August 1984. It had significant success in a couple of European countries, reaching number two in Switzerland and topping the charts in Germany. The Olympic Games version of Reach Out by Giorgio Moroder is not available in Spotify's library for inclusion in our companion playlist for this episode of Memory and Top 40 Music. I selected for inclusion, though, the dance mix version, which to me sounds most like the original. Speaking of the playlists, have you gotten your Spotify account so you can hear the Memory and Top 40 music playlists? It's a great way to enhance your enjoyment of the podcast and to help bring back those great memories. 
I'm Spoken Joe Williams, and you're listening to Memory and Top 40 Music, and this is our special episode on the songs of the Olympics, which hit the pop charts. Would you like to join our mailing list? If you'd find it useful to receive an email alerting you to the release of each new Memory and Top 40 Music episode, drop us a line at memory at spokenjoe.com and just let us know you'd like to join the list. The next song on our Olympic song countdown is also from the 1984 Summer Games. Olympia by Sergio Mendez. How well do you remember the 1984 Summer Games? This was the year the U.S. set the record for most gold medals in a single Summer Olympics with 83. Of course, I can't tell you that without also adding that 14 countries boycotted the 84 Summer Olympics, including the Soviet Union and East Germany, as payback for the U.S. boycotting the 1980 Summer Olympics in Moscow. Stars of the 1984 Summer Games included Mary Lou Retton, Carl Lewis, Edwin Moses, and Sebastian Coe. Li Ning of China won six medals in gymnastics. And do you remember the footage of the women's marathon? It was the first women's marathon at the Olympics. A Swiss runner, Gabby Anderson Scheiss, stumbled through the last lap of the race as she was suffering from heat exhaustion. She waved off all offers of medical assistance prior to crossing the finish line, or else she would have been disqualified. The crowd in the L.A. Coliseum cheered her on emphatically as she navigated the race's final 400 meters. The song Olympia was performed during Olympic ceremonies by a choir of 1,000 voices. Olympia spent seven weeks in the Hot 100, getting as high as number 58 in April 1984. It broke into the top 20, reaching number 18 on the adult contemporary chart. Olympia was written by the outstanding husband-wife songwriting team of Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. Those Songwriter Hall of Fame inductees have a long list of big hits on their resume. Need a reminder of some of the hit songs to come from the Mann and Weil team? How about Don't Know Much, sung by Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt? Here You Come Again by Dolly Parton, the B.J. Thomas hit, I Just Can't Help Believing, on Broadway, which was a big hit for both the Drifters and George Benson. A couple of Righteous Brothers hits, You're My Soul and Inspiration, and You've Lost That Love and Feeling. We Gotta Get Out of This Place, made famous by the Animals. And another huge hit for Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt, Somewhere Out There, from the animated film An American Tale. Olympia featured the vocals of Joe Pizzullo, who also sang lead vocals on Sergio Mendez's number four hit song, Never Gonna Let You Go, in 1983. Sergio Mendes has had an illustrious career. The Brazilian musician has had five top 40 hits, the first being 1968's The Look of Love. That song reached number four on the charts, as did Never Gonna Let You Go in 1983. He also scored big with his versions of Scarborough Fair, which he took to number 16, and The Fool on the Hill, a number six hit, both in 1968. In 2012, Mendez received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song for the song Real in Rio, one he co-wrote for the animated film Rio. And his song Olympia from the 1984 Summer Games got up to number 58 in 1984. And for whatever reason, this song is not in Spotify's library, so you won't find it on our playlist for this episode. Are you aware that there is an Olympic hymn? It was created by opera composer Spiridon Samaras, with Greek poet Kostas Palamas writing the lyrics. These gentlemen were selected to create the hymn by the first president of the International Olympic Committee, Dimitrios Vaikalas. 
The hymn was performed for the first time at the first modern Olympic Games held in Athens, Greece in 1896. The hymn was declared the official Olympic anthem by the International Olympic Committee in 1958, and since the 1960 Olympics, the hymn has been played at opening ceremonies of every Olympic Games when the Olympic flag is raised, and again during the closing ceremony when the flag is lowered. The next song on our Songs of the Olympics countdown is from Gloria Estefan. It is from the 1996 Summer Games in Atlanta, a song called Reach. Reach was the official song of the Atlanta Games, and Estefan performed it during the closing ceremonies. Estefan later received a Grammy Award nomination for Reach for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Estefan and Diane Warren co-wrote the song. In addition to the Olympic version of the song performed in English, we've included on our playlist a Spanish-language version of the song, which Estefan recorded with the likes of Julio Iglesias, Placido Domingo, John Sicada, and others. Though Reach spent an impressive 20 weeks on the Hot 100, it peaked at number 42 in August 1996, missing out on the top 40 by just that much. I found it interesting that it took Reach 19 weeks to get to number 42, and then two weeks later, it dropped off the Hot 100. Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine first hit it big with 1985's Conga, which became her signature song. Conga spent 17 weeks in the top 40 and was a top 10 hit. This was the first of Estefan's 19 top 40 hits. She has made the top 10 11 times and topped the charts with three number one hits, 1988's Anything For You, 1989's Don't Want To Lose You, and 1991's Coming Out Of The Dark. Coming Out Of The Dark was Estefan's first hit following the serious injuries she received, including a fractured spine, when her tour bus was involved in an accident in Pennsylvania in March 1990. Over her incredible career, Estefan has won seven Grammy Awards, the American Music Award for Lifetime Achievement, and the Ellis Island Congressional Medal of Honor. She also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And in December 2017, Estefan was a recipient of the Kennedy Center Honors, the first Cuban-American to be so honored. The 1996 Atlanta Summer Games were the first Summer Games to be held in a year without Winter Games. You may recall that until 1994, the Olympics were truly an every four-year event, with both winter and summer games held in the same year. So now we get Olympics every two years, alternating between winter and summer games. Among the more memorable moments from the Atlanta Games were Muhammad Ali lighting the Olympic torch. The U.S. women's gymnastic team won its first gold medal, a performance highlighted by the one-foot landing of Carrie Strug, who performed on the vault with an injured ankle. Among the other memorable performances were those by swimmers Amy Van Dyken of the U.S., South Africa's Penny Hyens, and Michelle Smith of Ireland. And in track and field, Carl Lewis, Michael Johnson, and Canada's Donovan Bailey. The Atlanta Games will also always be associated with the memory of the bombing of the Centennial Olympic Park, which killed one and wounded more than 100 people. And it was from these games from which we have the song Reach by Gloria Estefan. An art competition was part of the Olympics from 1912 until 1948. Did you know that? The art competitions were broken into five categories. Architecture, literature, painting, sculpture, and yes, music. At various Olympics, medals were given for mixed music, orchestral compositions, solo and chorus compositions, instrumental and chamber, and, only in 1948, a vocal medal event. 
By the way, in the 1948 Olympics, in the vocal competition, Gabrielle Bianchi of Italy won the bronze medal, but there was no gold or silver medal awarded. I wonder how Gabrielle Bianchi felt about his bronze after that. So now we're going to be talking about songs associated with the Olympics, which made a splash in the top 40. The first of those is actually my favorite song from the Olympics. There were so many great memories and performances in the 1980 Winter Games held in Lake Placid, New York, and the official theme song of the 1980 Winter Olympics was Give It All You Got by Chuck Manjone. Manjone was asked to write a song specifically for the 1980 Games by Rune Arledge, president of ABC Sports. ABC had used Manjone's music during its coverage of the 1976 Summer Games, specifically the song Chase the Clouds Away. Manjone performed Give It All You Got during the 1980 closing ceremonies. Chuck Manjone is a jazz musician from Rochester, New York, who plays the flugelhorn and trumpet. He had a pretty expansive career leading the Jazz Brothers group with his brother Gap, being a member of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers and then a band called the National Gallery. Manjone then formed his own quartet and became a very popular and successful act both in concert and on record. Manjone released a string of big-selling albums including Land of Make-Believe, Chase the Clouds Away, Feels So Good, and Fun and Games. Manjone reached new heights with his song Feels So Good, which was a number four smash hit in 1978. I just love that song, which may be why my 8-track of Feels So Good didn't last very long. There used to be a monthly magazine entitled Current Biography, which profiled people in the news. In 1980, Current Biography called Feel So Good the most recognized tune since Michelle by the Beatles. Feel So Good hit number one on the adult contemporary chart, while the album Feel So Good was a number two hit on Billboard's album chart. Give It All You Got and Feel So Good were Manjone's two top 40 singles. Give It All You Got spent nine weeks in the top 40, peaking at number 18 for two weeks in March 1980. The 1980 Games were the second time Lake Placid hosted the Olympics, the first having been 48 years earlier in 1932. East Germany led the medal count with 23 at the 1980 Winter Games, though the Soviet Union had the most gold with 10. Stars of the 1980 Winter Games included speed skater Eric Haydn, Swedish skier Ingemar Stenmark, and Great Britain's men's figure skater Robin Cousins. But the game's best memory for many, including me, was the performance of the U.S. men's hockey team. Comprised entirely of amateur players, most of them college players, the U.S. team defeated the Soviets' mighty hockey team on its way to the gold medal. It became known as the Miracle on Ice, helped by Al Michaels' game-ending call. The hockey team, coached by Herb Brooks, became the darlings of the country. And who could forget the shot of goalie Jim Craig with the American flag draped over him looking for his father in the stands after defeating the Soviets? For context, this happened at a time of heightened Cold War tensions, and shortly after President Jimmy Carter had called for a boycott of the 1980 Summer Games in Moscow. And from a more practical perspective, the Soviet hockey team was a veteran team which had beaten a team of National Hockey League All-Stars two games to one in the 1979 Challenge Cup just a year before. And the Soviets had crushed Team USA 10-3 to in an exhibition game just 13 days prior to the team's meeting in the Olympics. The Soviets had won the prior four Ice Hockey Olympic gold medals and, after their loss at Lake Placid, would go on to win the next two, before the breakup of the Soviet Union, 
After that, each of the former Soviet republics had their own Olympic delegations. Many people today don't recall that the game against the Soviets was not the gold medal game. After beating the seemingly unbeatable USSR team, the U.S. had to lace the skates up one more time, two days later, to defeat Finland for the gold. And from those 1980 Winter Games came the hit song by Chuck Manjone, Give It All You Got. It's time for our first Memory Jogger feature in this special Olympic episode, and in it, we'll pay tribute to recording artists who recently passed. Edwin Hawkins died on January 15, 2018. He was 74. Hawkins was a star in the world of gospel music, but who also had a number four hit on the pop charts in 1969 called Oh Happy Day. Hawkins had put together a group called the Northern California State Youth Choir, which recorded an album they hoped would sell enough to fund a trip to a gospel competition. But a radio station began playing the Oh Happy Day track, and it started to become very popular. The group was renamed the Edwin Hawkins Singers, and the song was released as a single with Dorothy Combs Morrison on lead vocals. The song's chart run was actually pretty brief, only nine weeks in the top 40, but among them were two weeks at number four. Oh Happy Day won a Grammy for Best Soul Gospel Performance. In 1970, the Edwin Hawkins Singers backed Melanie on her number six hit, Lay Down, Candles in the Rain. Hawkins would collect a total of four Grammys over his career, all in gospel categories. Also on January 15th, Dolores O'Riordan, who fronted the Irish rock band The Cranberries, died at the age of 46. O'Riordan became lead singer following an audition in 1990. The Cranberries' debut album was 1993's Everybody Else Is Doing It So Why Can't We?, the Cranberries would go on to have four top 20 albums, and two of their songs made the Billboard Top 40. Linger reached number 8 in 1994, and One Year Gone got to number 22 in 1997. Dolores O'Riordan co-wrote both of those songs. O'Riordan later released a couple of solo albums, Are You Listening?, and No Baggage, and she performed at the Vatican's annual Christmas concert in 2013. O'Riordan also spent one season as a judge on The Voice of Ireland, a TV program which is Ireland's version of The Voice. And Hugh Masekela died on January 23, 2018. He is best known in the U.S. for his number one record, Grazing in the Grass, in 1968. Masekela, a native of South Africa, sometimes known as the father of South African jazz, was not just a prominent jazz composer, but he also wrote anti-apartheid songs. Masakela left South Africa in 1960 when he was 21 and headed for America. He released his debut album, Trumpet Africaine, in 1963. He performed at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, and in 1968, Masakela had his only top 40 single, which just happened to go to number one. Grazing in the Grass spent 10 weeks in the top 40, seven of those in the top 10, and two of those at number one in July 1968. In 1990, after a 30-year absence, Masakela returned home to South Africa. In later years, he published his autobiography, Still Grazing, The Musical Journey of Hugh Masakela. Edwin, Dolores, and Hugh, thanks for the music and the memories. This is Joe Williams, now back to our special Songs from the Olympics, Memory and Top 40 Music episode. 
The next song in our Olympics countdown takes us all the way forward to 2016, when Katy Perry's song Rise was chosen by NBC for its coverage of the 2016 Rio Summer Games. Rise had a very unusual chart record. It debuted in the Hot 100 at number 11 in August 2016. The next week, it dropped out of the top 40. It spent two weeks at number 43 before surging back to number 29 then a week at number 39, before dropping out of the top 40 for good. I suppose this odd chart performance is in part a byproduct of the immediacy of how listeners get songs in this era, with an initial surge of downloads instead of a more measured trip to the store to buy a 45. Not that Katy Perry will be lodging any complaints about music listening habits. She's made quite a career for herself since her first hit single, I Kissed a Girl, you know, Cherry Chapstick and all that. I Kissed a Girl spent 21 weeks in the top 40, seven of those at number one. All told, Katy Perry has been in the top 40 22 times, 14 times in the top 10, and nine times at number one. Perry has won American Music Awards and People's Choice Awards. She was the star of the halftime show during the Super Bowl in February 2015, a performance which outdrew the game itself and became the highest rated show in Super Bowl history. From May 2010 to September 2011, you could have found a Katy Perry song in the top 10 every single week. 69 consecutive weeks. That's a record. And her album, Teenage Dream, was the first by a female recording artist to generate five number one singles on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Not bad for this 33-year-old from Santa Barbara, California. And you'll get the chance to see a lot of Katy Perry this spring, as she'll be filling one of the judges' chairs on the ABC reboot of American Idol. The 2016 Summer Olympics were the first ever held in South America. The USA led the medal count with 121, including 46 gold medals. The 2016 Summer Olympics were the games of Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, Simone Biles, and Usain Bolt. And American runner Allison Felix became the most decorated female athlete of all time by winning her 7th, 8th, and ninth Olympic medals. It was also the Games overshadowed by health concerns of the Zika virus. And it was the Games that gave us Katy Perry's number 11 hit, Rise. This is Spoken Joe, and I want you to know, memory and top 40 music is growing. We can now be heard on Podbean, who is our podcast host site, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Podfanatic, Player FM, Podbay FM, Listen Notes, Auto Radio, Top Podcast, Podbay, Castbox, Acast, and now we are on Radio Public, and this episode will be our first aired on Tribulation Saints Podcast Radio. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you think about it, invite a friend to tune in as well. From the 2016 games, we now travel back in time 40 years to 1976, when a slender 14-year-old gymnast from Romania stole the world's heart with her three gold medal performance. The 1976 Summer Games were held in Montreal. These were the first games hosted in Canada. Queen Elizabeth II attended the Games as Queen of Canada, while her daughter, Princess Anne, competed on the British equestrian team. These were the first Olympics in which Israel participated since the murder of its athletes at the 1972 Summer Games in Munich. 
1976 Summer Games were the games of the U.S. boxing team, whose members Sugar Ray Leonard, Leon Spinks, Michael Spinks, Leo Randolph, and Howard Davis Jr. all won gold medals. Japanese male gymnast Shun Fujimoto helped the Japanese team win the team gold medal, scoring a 9.7 on the rings, though he had broken his right knee during the floor exercise. Swimming events were dominated by East German women and American men, and these were the Olympics of Bruce Jenner and Edwin Moses. But none of these triumphs could outshine Nadia Komenich. She became the first Olympian to score a perfect 10 at the Olympics, receiving seven perfect 10.0 scores. She won three gold medals for the individual all-around, the balance beam, and the uneven bars. She also won a bronze medal for the floor exercise and was part of the Romanian team, which won the silver for the team all-around competition. Komenich was chosen by the Associated Press as its 1976 Female Athlete of the Year. And then there was the song Nadia's Theme by Barry Dvorzan and Perry Botkin Jr., to clear up what is today a commonly held misperception, Nadia Komenich never did perform to the song Nadia's Theme. In fact, the song didn't become associated with her performance until after the Olympics had ended. For that, we turn to ABC's Wide World of Sports, the groundbreaking sports program which aired on ABC for more than 35 years. You may recall its oft-repeated opening tagline, The Thrill of Victory and the Agony of Defeat. Well, the song, which became known as Nadia's Theme, had been around since 1971, when it had been composed by Dvorzan and Botkin Jr. It was called Cotton's Dream, and was written for the movie Bless the Beasts and Children. Dvorzan and Botkin received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song, and a Grammy Award nomination for Best Original Score, written for a motion picture or a television special. When the soap opera, The Young and the Restless, debuted in 1973, Cotton's Dream became its theme song. After Komenich's dominating and captivating Olympic performance in the summer of 1976, Wide World of Sports produced a montage of her gymnastics routines and set the footage to Cotton's Dream. As the public was still in awe of Komenich, the song was suddenly gaining a lot of attention. So, to capitalize on that, Cotton's Dream was re-edited and renamed Nadia's Theme. In November of that year, CBS also connected the song with the gymnast when it used Nadia's Theme in its broadcast of Nadia from Romania with Love, a TV special hosted by Flip Wilson. The song was released as a single, first appearing in the Hot 100 on August 28, 1976. It broke into the Top 40 on October 2nd and went on to spend 16 weeks in the Top 40, Four of those were in the top ten, including two weeks at number eight in December. Nadia's Theme by Barry Dvorzan and Perry Botkin Jr., a number eight hit from 1976, to be forever associated with young Romanian gymnast Nadia Comaneci. The first of Nadia's Theme's four weeks in the top ten was November 27, 1976. So let's take a little detour here and see what other songs were in the top ten that week. At number 10 was Nadia's Theme, up one notch from number 11 the week before. At number 9 was Boston in its first top 40 hit, and it was a big one, More Than a Feeling, its first week in the top 10, up from number 12. Kiss was up one place to number 8 with Beth, the biggest hit of that band's career. 
The Commodores were also up one spot at number 7 with Just To Be Close To You, a song written by Lionel Richie. Rick Dees and the former number 1 song Disco Duck held the number 6 spot down one from number 5. The Spinners were up one place to number 5 with Rubber Band Man, and the top four songs in the countdown each held the same positions they had the prior week. At number four was Captain and Tennille and one of the most unusual love songs, Muskrat Love. Number three was Love So Right by the Bee Gees. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot was at number two. And the number one song was Rod Stewart and Tonight's the Night, the second of the eight consecutive weeks it would spend atop the charts. Let's continue on now with the women's gymnastics theme as we fast forward to the 2012 Summer Olympics when NBC's coverage of the London Games featured the Philip Phillips song, Home. Fans of American Idol will remember Philip Phillips as the winner of Season 11 of American Idol in 2012. Home was written by Drew Pearson and Greg Holden, and Phillips' performance rocketed out of the gate, debuting in the Hot 100 in June 2012 at number 10, no doubt on the strength of all the overnight downloads by the American Idol audience. But much like Katy Perry's rise, it fell out of the top 40 the next week, landing at number 41, and then it sunk to number 99, and then was off the charts. Four weeks later, it popped back up at number 96 before dropping out again. But you have to believe that due to its use during Olympic coverage, the song re-entered the 100 on August 11th at number 84. The next week... Well, it moved 75 places up to number 9, where it stayed for two weeks. It fell out of the top 10, but stayed in the top 40 for the next 14 weeks. Then, on September 29th, Home reappeared in the top 10, where it stayed for the next 10 weeks, peaking at number 6 on January 19th, 2013. All told, Home had a very impressive, though unusual, 33-week run in the top 40. It is one of two songs by Phillips to make the top 40 thus far, the other being Gone, Gone, Gone. Home is one of those songs that just seem to strike the right chord. It's been used in a number of commercials and movie trailers, and at a Boston Bruins hockey game, it was used in a photo montage dedicated to the first responders from the Boston Marathon bombing in April 2013. NBC used Home in its coverage of the 2012 U.S. Women's Olympics Gymnastics Team. That team featured the group known as the Fierce Five or the Fab Five, Gabby Douglas, Michaela Maroney, Ali Raceman, Kyla Ross, and Jordan Weber. They won the gold medal in the team competition, just the second American women's gymnastics team to win an all-around gold, joining the 1996 team we spoke about earlier. Douglas also won gold in the individual all-around, Raceman won gold for the floor exercise and a bronze on balance beam, and Maroney won silver on vault. The U.S. led the medal count at the 2012 London Games, winning a total of 103 medals, including 46 gold. The British hosts won 29 medals, good for fourth most overall, and that was their best performance since the last time London hosted the Olympics back in 1908. In addition to the U.S. women's gymnasts, other stars of the 2012 London Games were Usain Bolt, Alison Felix, Oscar Pistorius, Missy Franklin, Hope Solo, Alex Morgan, Abby Wambach, and Carly Lloyd, Misty May Trainer and Kerry Walsh Jennings, and Michael Phelps. And thanks to NBC's use of the song Home and its coverage of the women's gymnastics, Philip Phillips makes our review of Songs from the Olympics to make the charts.
And now for our second installment of Memory Jogger, in which we'll check out some of the songs from the Olympics which never did make the Billboard Hot 100. As you know, of course, the songs we are reviewing in this episode of Memory and Top 40 Music are those associated with the Olympics which made the Billboard Hot 100. But there are many, many other songs with an Olympic association which did not chart in the U.S., Our old friend Giorgio Moroder, who had reached out from the 1984 Games, also had a song with the 2008 Olympics called Forever Friends. The 1988 Seoul Games featured a very popular song by Coriana called Hand in Hand. It was the official song of those games, and it was produced by none other than Giorgio Moroder. The song contained Korean and English lyrics and reached number one in 17 countries around the world, but not in the U.S. The official song of the 1992 Barcelona Olympics was a track written by Freddie Mercury of the rock group Queen in 1987, after that city had been named as the game's host. He performed a song with soprano Montserrat Caballé, a native of Barcelona. In fact, Barcelona was the title track of the album Mercury and Caballé released together. The song hit number 8 on the UK charts. Mercury died in 1991, but the song was still featured at the 92 Barcelona Games, which boosted the song on the British charts once again, where this time it became a number two hit. It also reached number two in the Netherlands and New Zealand, and number three in Ireland. The piece of Olympic music that is instantly recognizable is a tune called Bugler's Dream. You know it. This is the theme music that has been in use by ABC and NBC in their television coverage of the Olympics since the 1960s. The song was written by Leo Arnault, a French composer, specifically for conductor Felix Slatkin's album Charge in 1958. ABC was the first to use it in its coverage of the 1964 Winter Games in Innsbruck, Austria. ABC also used Bugler's Dream for its Wide World of Sports series. NBC did not use it in 1988 when it got the rights for the Seoul Games, but has been using it since the 1992 Barcelona Games. Famous composer John Williams wrote a composition called Olympic Fanfare and Theme, which is a medley combining Bugler's Dream with his own original composition, and this is now commonly used by NBC in its Olympic coverage. Olympic Fanfare and Theme was not Williams' only Olympic composition. He also wrote Summon the Heroes for the 1996 Games and Call of the Champions for the 2002 Salt Lake City Games. Other notable artists who have contributed to the vast collection of music created for or used in support of the Olympics and or its telecasts include Celine Dion with The Power of the Dream. The song was written for the 1996 Summer Olympics opening ceremony by David Foster, Linda Thompson, and Babyface. The song made it to number 30 in Japan, but was not released as a single in other countries. Brian Adams and Nelly Furtado teamed up for the song Bang the Drum for the 2010 Vancouver Winter Games. Muse, an English rock band, had the song Survival, which was the official song for the London 2012 Olympics. Its best chart performance was in the Netherlands, where it reached number 12 on the charts. And Andrea Bocelli sang a song he co-wrote with David Foster and Amy Foster, David's daughter, called Because We Believe, which was used for the closing ceremony of the 2006 Winter Games in Turin. 
the songs from the Olympics which did not make the Hot 100, the subject of this installment of Memory Jogger. Now let's get back to our countdown. The next song on our list comes from the 1988 Summer Games in Seoul, South Korea. It's Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time. The song was written by Albert Hammond and John Bettis and appeared on the album, 1988 Summer Olympics album, One Moment in Time. That album was done in association with NBC's coverage of the 88 Summer Games. Hammond and Bettis both possess great resumes. Hammond co-wrote songs such as Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship, The Hollies' big hit The Air That I Breathe, The Worldwide Smash by Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson to All the Girls I've Loved Before, and When I Need You, made famous by Leo Sayer. Hammond also co-wrote his own huge number 5 1972 hit It Never Rains in California. Hammond is a member of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. John Bettis is a member of the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. He wrote or co-wrote songs such as Goodbye to Love and Yesterday Once More, both hits for the Carpenters, Ronnie Millsap's Only One Love in My Life, Slow Hand, the big hit for the Pointer Sisters, Human Nature, which appeared on Michael Jackson's Thriller album, and Crazy for You from the soundtrack of the movie Vision Quest, a big hit for Madonna. He also co-wrote the theme song for the TV sitcom Growing Pains, As Long As We Got Each Other. One Moment in Time became one of Whitney Houston's 29 top 40 hits, one of 23 songs she placed in the top 10. It spent 11 weeks in the top 40, peaking at number 5 in November 1988. One Moment in Time was a number 1 hit in Germany and the UK. Houston performed One Moment in Time at the 1988 Seoul Games as well as at the 1992 Olympic Games in Barcelona. One Moment in Time was Houston's 10th top 40 hit. In her career, she hit number one on the Billboard pop charts 11 times, including her smash hits I Will Always Love You, Where Do Broken Hearts Go, Didn't We Almost Have It All, The Greatest Love of All, How Will I Know, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and her very first number one, Saving All My Love for You. Houston was just about as big a star as there can be. Among her many awards were 22 American Music Awards, six People's Choice Awards, an Emmy, and seven Grammy Awards, which included three for Best Pop Vocal Performance by a Female and one Record of the Year. She was also an actress. Do you remember her performances in The Bodyguard and The Preacher's Wife? Houston is also vividly recalled for her performance of the National Anthem at Super Bowl XXV shortly after the start of the First Persian Gulf War. Whitney Houston possessed an instantly recognizable voice. It was one of the strongest and most loved in music history. She died on February 11, 2012, at 48 years of age. The 1988 Seoul Games were the second Summer Olympics held in Asia after the 1964 Summer Games in Tokyo. These were the last Olympics for the Soviet Union and East Germany, and no, North Korea did not participate in the Games. The athlete stars of the 88 Games included Vladimir Artemov, Daniela Silovas, Florence Griffith Joyner, Greg Luganis, Matt Biondi, and Janet Evans. These were the last Summer Games to hold its opening ceremony during the daytime, and the last time the U.S. men's basketball team did not include players from the National Basketball Association. It was also the games of multiple controversies over the outcome of boxing matches. 
the Soviet Union led the overall medal count as well as the number of gold medals. And Christa Ludig Rothenberger of East Germany became the first and only athlete to win Olympic medals at both the Winter and Summer Olympics in the same year. She won a silver medal in Seoul for cycling after having won a gold medal in speed skating earlier in the year at the Winter Games in Calgary. And from NBC's coverage of the 1988 Summer Games in Seoul, we have One Moment in Time, a big number 5 hit for Whitney Houston. That brings us to the top of our special songs from the Olympics countdown, and to a song that topped the charts in May 1982. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, the Olympics weren't held in 1982. Well, this story actually begins in 1924, with two members of the British track team from the 1924 Games in Paris. Harold Abrahams was a Jewish student, and Eric Liddell was born in China, children of Scottish missionaries. Their story was the subject of the 1981 movie Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire was nominated for seven Academy Awards, winning four of them including Best Picture. It also won an Academy Award for Best Original Score by Vangelis, a Greek composer. The movie's theme song, the song we now know as Chariots of Fire, was originally entitled Titles, as it was used over the movie's opening title sequence. It wasn't until the song's eighth week on the Hot 100 when its title began to appear as Chariots of Fire. The British Broadcasting Company first used Chariots of Fire as its theme during its coverage of the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics and then again in the 1988 Seoul Olympics. It was used again for the 1984 Winter Games in Sarajevo. It was then quite prominently featured during the 2012 Summer Games in London when it was performed at the opening ceremony by the London Symphony Orchestra. Vangelis has composed scores for numerous films. In addition to Chariots of Fire, he is responsible for the scores of Blade Runner, Missing, and 1492 Conquest of Paradise, among others. After being considered as a replacement for Rick Wakeman in the band Yes!, he collaborated with John Anderson of Yes, and the two released four albums, mostly in the 1980s. Chariots of Fire was the only song Vangelis charted in the U.S., but it was a heck of a song with which to do so. The song was released as a single at the tail end of 2012, and finally cracked the top 40 in its 11th week on the charts. It would spend 15 weeks in the top 40, nine of those in the top 10. It reached the top spot in its 12th week in the top 40, stayed there for a week, and then four weeks later was out of the top 40. Those 1924 games were the second time Paris hosted the Olympics, the first being in 1900. The games have not returned to Paris since, well, yet. They will be back there when Paris hosts the 2024 Summer Olympics. The subjects of the movie Chariots of Fire each won a gold medal in track. Harold Abrahams won the 100-meter race, and Eric Liddell won the 400-meter. The 1924 Games marked the first time the Olympic motto, Faster, Higher, Stronger, was used, and these were the first games to feature an Olympic village. The standard 50-meter swimming pool with marked lanes was first used at the 1924 Summer Games, and Johnny Weissmuller, the man who would go on to play the role of Tarzan in 12 movies, won three gold medals in swimming and one in water polo. The United States led the medal count with 99, including a high of 45 gold medals. The number one song by Vangelis, Chariots of Fire, 
the song from the Olympics which attained the highest chart position on Billboard's Hot 100. I hope you've enjoyed our special Memory and Top 40 music episode dedicated to the songs of the Olympics which made the Billboard Hot 100. And don't forget to listen to this episode's companion playlist on Spotify. Did you hear anything in this episode that brought back your own special Olympic memory? If so, please share it. Send me a note to memory at spokenjoe.com. Have you liked us on Facebook yet? And check us out on Instagram. Don't forget that if you'd like to join the Memory and Top 40 Music email list to receive an email notification when we release new episodes, drop us a line at memory at spokenjoe.com. Please join us next time on Memory and Top 40 Music when I look at the top 10 for the week of September 4th, 1961, when the first big hit on the Motown label entered the Hot 100. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to Memory and Top 40 Music. I'm Spoken Joe Williams.